Rise is a safe place to hear a variety of stories, both challenging and uplifting, along with lots of encouragement from people who know what it's like to go through and get through. Here, we rise together. Hey, y'all. We're back. (laughs) All right, so listen. Again, I just can't thank y'all enough. It is... um, episode six this is episode six and the feedback has been phenomenal like i'm in awe okay and it ain't it ain't no big-headed junk or nothing like that it's just really like people are really tapping in like they really like yo i really thought i was the only one yo you inspire me yo you encouraging me and Listen, when y'all when y'all send these messages, when y'all say these things, like it lets me know that I got to keep going, like I can't stop. And no, I'm not a preacher, I'm not an evangelist, I'm not I'm not a prophet, I'm not none of that. I'm just Kim. You know what I'm saying? I'm just the person out here that has a message for you. If you if you need it, cool. If you don't, cool too. You know what I'm saying? But the messages and feedback that I've gotten back, that I get back, man, blows my mind. Literally. Like, literally. People you people that I didn't even think listened, okay? People that I don't think listening are actually listening and like, yo, I can't stop listening. And that's what brings me to today's episode because you can't give up. I don't care what it's looking like right now. I don't care how you feeling right now. I don't care if people uh, spitting online on, doing whatever to your name right now. You cannot give up, okay? Like, you just can't. Somebody somewhere needs you. And if you give up now, you're failing them, okay? So you cannot give up, babe. You cannot give up, sir. You cannot give up, little, little boy, little girl. You can't. You know what I'm saying? And that, and when I said little boy, little girl just now, I just thought about this um this 10-year-old little girl. She took her own life because people were bullying her at school. Now, that is so tragic. But baby boy and baby girl, you have purpose here. You do. Like, don't let these bullies make you think that you have to do that. You do not. And I don't know who this is for. Oh, my goodness. Baby. Please, please, oh, please don't think, don't think you're worthless. Please don't think you're lower than low. Listen, I told him one of my students, actually he's in third grade, but he's one of my students at my school. He was saying how he was so upset because the boys was picking on him and doing this and doing that. And I just pulled him to the side and I'm like, baby, you are giving them too much power over you. Okay. I told him, I said, it's the fact that they're picking on you that they are already lower than what they see you as. Okay, babe? And he was like, yes. And I'm like, I'm serious. Like, you getting mad and them seeing you mad like that, you're giving them the power. And they should not have that over you. And he calmed down. He calmed down. But then he made another face. And I said, see, you're still thinking about it. And I don't know who this for, but you got to quit thinking about it. You got to quit letting it rub you. You got to quit letting it have all that power over you, baby. Babe, sir, 
uh, baby girl, baby boy, whoever you are, you cannot give them that much power over you. It's your life. You're the human being. This is your, your, this is your life. Don't give them power over you. And rest in peace to that sweet soul. 10 years old, man. She didn't even live life. And it's because of some bullies. It's over some bullies, man. We got to teach our kids to stop bullying, man. We really do. We really do. Because some people can't handle it. And some people don't have that extra cushion there. Some people can't go home and tell mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I'm not blaming her parents or anything like that. It's just the fact that kids feel it. We think we feel it. But how about let's take a pause as adults and remember the stuff that we went through when we were little. Okay? And we never gave up. So therefore, the fact that we didn't give up, we got to put our put ourselves in our kids' shoes, in the kids that are surrounded by us shoes. Because they're going through the same thing. And it is 10 times worse than it is when we were kids. So imagine what your little cousin going through. Imagine what your daughter going through. Imagine what your son going through. You feel what I'm saying? Pull them to the side. We got we got to be for our kids who we didn't have. Okay? We got to be for them for that. We got to be for them that that we did not have because they're struggling too. They are, and it's so heartbreaking because they don't know what to do just like we didn't know what to do. But guess what? We grew up and we figured it out. So we need to go ahead and pass it down to them. Yeah, little Johnny A, but little Johnny going going through some things. Yes, Susie 10, but Susie, listen, Susie know more than you knew at 10. Okay? I, I we we got to we got to break, we got to break it. We got to break it. Us as adults. We have got to break this cycle that has continued. Even our parents, our parents went through this. You feel what I'm saying? They didn't give up. We can't give up. And we got to keep inspiring our youth because they can't give up. They cannot give up. And it, as I'm talking, it's just so much going through my mind because it is hard out here. <laughs> It's hard out here. You feel what I'm saying? I know 50-year-olds. I know 45-year-olds. And me, I'm 30. It's hard out here. Okay? It's hard for us as adults. So just imagine these kids. And we think they don't have issues. Man. When I was a kid, I had issues. But I couldn't tell them because I was embarrassed. And that's what we got to break. Because that's what our kids are going through. And they their problems now are like 10 times worse than our problems were. Like we, what we thought was big was actually really small, but these kids now are going through some things. I can tell, listen, I can tell you some things that my fourth graders have said that I didn't even think of when I was 10 years old, when I was nine years old, you feel what I'm saying? So if they are exposed to some of those things, imagine imagine what's going through their heads imagine what's going through their friends heads imagine what what things that they're participating in that you have no clue about man oh jesus gosh i thought i was gonna talk about not giving up but this look like it's for the kids man we gotta break these curses we do we do and i'm a teacher so I see some of the stuff firsthand and some things I can't do about it and some things I can. And I try to do as much as I can. But baby, it started home. I, I, I hate to break it to you, but it started home, man. The education starts at home. What your kids start finding out starts at home. Let me tell you something. TikTok, Snapchat, 
uh, Twitter, all of those social media platforms have ruined the childhood experience for our kids now. I just want to put that out there. Okay, some days I get on Snapchat and after I finish, you know, looking at all my friends or looking at the certain people that I want to look at, snaps or whatever. When you scroll down, they have so many ads. And just from the title, your kid can get sucked in. Some ads talk about sex. Some ads talk about drugs. Some ads talk about ads, excuse me, talk about, um, do you want a lesbian relationship? You feel what I'm saying? Not knocking none of it. But our kids should not be exposed to that at the age that they are. Period. Like, yes, it's in the world. We know, of course, everything. You mean, you, but it should be an age limit. Like, and I know the people that make um, all of these platforms, they 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 don't have the censorship because you know some of the kids they do lie about their ages when they sign up. But it's just the fact of as a parent, as parents, we need to censor what our kids are seeing right now in this day, in this age. Um, we have to, or else, man, <laughs> these kids gonna—they gonna be running wild. They gonna be running wild. I don't know why I went on that tangent just now, but it is serious. That's something that we need to—we need to start talking about. We need to sit our kid. We need to have. We need to go back to Friday night game nights, okay? Put all the cell phones in a bucket for an hour. Just start little, an hour. 30 minutes if you can't do an hour. Put them in a bucket for 30 minutes. Play some Uno. Uh, take out the uh, Jenga. Take out Monopoly. Go get them kids Candyland and show them how to play. Yo, last year, my fourth graders did not know how to play Uno. And I'm like, what? Have y'all been living under a rock? But no, they just have their face in that phone 24-9. Like, baby, go outside, jump on the trampoline. Do you have a bicycle? You feel what I'm saying? Like, we got to let these kids be kids because they are growing up too fast. Oh, my gosh. I can't stress it enough, man. I cannot. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> so, yes, yes, we got to do better as, as adults. And I'm talking to myself, too, because my kid is only three, but he loves TV. And he loves to watch YouTube. I hate YouTube <laughs> because it's exposing my kid. He's only three, but he be talking about zombies and monsters and uh, uh, booty and stuff like that. And I'm just like, where you learn that from? But YouTube, the cartoons are shaking their butt. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. So I tell him now, you can't watch YouTube, babe. Go get on Cartoon, I mean, not Cartoon Network. Go get on PBS Kids. Go get on Nick Jr. Go get on something for for your age, three years old or younger. And on his la on his tablet, I have programmed it. I blocked some of the uh, games that are, not, that are not appropriate for him because he's three. <laughs> and that's what we got to understand. Like, Snapchat, I mean, it's cool and all for us. I mean, it's cool for them too, but... Mm -hmm. We we gotta censor. We gotta censor just a little bit more. We gotta censor just a little bit more. I was telling my um, I was telling a young lady the other day, like I got third graders talking about breast, and I mean I, I'm I'm just gonna be transparent because they do need to know, especially if somebody's touching them inappropriately. But it's just the fact that when they're using those words, breasts, uh, vagina, and not the, you know, these are the uh, uh, 
these are the gosh not professional names but these are the um what's the word can't think of her. the these are the original names for our body parts but when the kids start saying the p word for vagina and the d word for penis like that's how you know they're exposed too early okay and i was telling her the other day i was like yeah one of my students was just like da -da -da -da, woo -da -woo -da -woo. and well not one of my students a student at my school though and it has been addressed so don't don't try to get on here saying oh why was that not reported it was chill out but it's just like when you have an eight-year-old saying stuff like that it makes you wonder like are they going through that or did they just see that you feel what i'm saying so we have to censor and if it's too late to censor then we need to start having those conversations and not the conversation so that they can continue to interact in those things but the conversation so that they can be like all right my mom told me this i need to make sure i know this about this i need to make sure i know that about that la da da da, -da woo -da -woo, -da woo and so they'll know they'll be educated not just from tiktok not just from snapchat but from my mama who i trust and my mama gonna tell me what to do right what to do what to do when it's wrong la da da this la da da that those are these are the type of things that we need to start teaching our kids now because it's out there in the world like that okay <sighs> from a mother from a teacher from a from a uh, Kimberly, who used to be a kid, from all of these perspectives, I'm just giving it to you how it came to me because I really thought I was getting ready to talk about not giving up, but clearly, clearly it was a big, a bigger picture, a better message at hand. And I'm, I'm here to say I'm here for this message because I see so much as teacher, as mom, when I was a kid, when my homegirls was a kid, with some of the stuff that they did, some of the stuff that they encountered, some of the stuff that they put me on. You feel what I'm saying? So all of that, it all plays a part. And I guess that goes back to communicating, communication, because we have to make sure we communicate with our kids. We have to make sure we communicate with each other, period, if you want to be honest. Like, communication is key. And although everybody don't see everything from each other's perspectives it's a good thing to communicate and with communication comes active listening as well don't just talk to be talking talk and listen listen and talk because your kids they don't want to hear you yell 24 7 they actually want to talk to you but they feel like they can't talk to you because you're gonna yell at them and i'm speaking i'm speaking on that for myself because my kid lately um, my friend had to remind me, he's not, I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's showing out. He's just becoming who he is. And I, and when she told me that, I had to let that process because I was like, you know what? He is getting older. He's learning things for himself. He's learning how to be his own person. So I have to calm down, reevaluate. It's not that he's not listening. It's the fact that he sees something that he wants to do and he's going to accomplish it. Even if mommy say, get down, even if mommy say, don't do that because he want to see what it does. And in growing and learning, that's really how you learn through life. Lady told us at the conference today, she said, you have to make mistakes in order to learn. So therefore, I have to let him hop up there and see what it, what's up there or, hop, or do this and see how this is going to turn out. Now, I'm not going to let him do nothing dangerous, but he has to learn for himself. And I mean, that's just the way it is. But we have to be there to let them know. All right. Do you see what happened when you did it your way? Mommy was trying to tell you not to do that because, and then they're going to learn because they went through it 
And then mommy was trying to explain it. And then mommy told you the outcome and why you should not do that again. Same thing for same thing for your kids and even the same thing for us as adults, because we don't know it all. Somebody's going to always be teaching us something. We are always not always. We are going to get it wrong sometimes. And that is OK. As long as you learn, reevaluate and then do it differently. You ain't even got to do it the same way that the person said do it, but learn Go back and try it again. Do it however however you see fit. Either how your mama, daddy, cousin, whoever told you to do it. Or if you see a better way. But the point is, you will have to make mistake, mistakes at some point. But it's the art of, it's the act of, are you learning? So, in doing that, and my friend telling me that, I was like, alright, cool. I get what you're saying. So, I have to let him, I have to let him learn his way. And I have to stop yelling stop get down don't do that because it's also hindering his inner voice of mommy mommy's gonna yell if i do that mommy's gonna yell if i do that and it's gonna hinder his communication with me because if i tell my mommy that she gonna yell and that's what i don't want whenever he does something i want my baby to be able to come to me and say ma i did this la da da and my first response is not to yell but to be like all right babe so in doing this, yada, 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 woo, 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 how are we going to do this differently next time so that he'll be able to come to me? He'll be able to he'll be able to make a mistake and think of his mom first. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what our kids need. You know, they need us. <laughs> they need us as a dog. If you're the mama, daddy, guardian, big sister, whatever they need you. They don't they don't need your they don't need when something to happen to them. They go in their head. If I tell my mama, she gonna start fussing. No, they need a they need a safe place, or else they're gonna do like most of us have done our whole life, held it in. We've held it in our whole life, and that's why we are um, grown kids. <laughs> and I can speak for that because I'm healing. I'm healing that inner child in me that didn't get the the acknowledgement that I needed, and it's because I didn't express how I felt. It's because I couldn't express what I wanted or how I felt or what I needed or what I needed because dad wasn't there. Mommy was working. I was with grandma and grandma was just, you know, doing her own thing, you know, uh, news. You know, like she was, she just programmed her life to how she was doing things. So in, in actuality, I told my friend this the other week, I literally raised myself if we want to put it in technical layman terms. My mom, she made sure I was straight with food, house, clothes, all that. She made sure I knew you don't do this, you don't do that. She told it to me. But in going through life, I had to learn from for myself because I didn't feel like I could tell her certain things. And not because I was embarrassed or, or matter of fact, probably was because I was embarrassed. But it was just the fact that mama was always working. Mama the provider, mama tired. Mama here, but mama not here. And she say that all the time. And I don't want to make her seem like she was right because she wasn't. Mom, I'm the person I am today because of my mom. My mom is the bomb.com. But if I would, if we would have communicated more or if we would have had that relationship that I guess I longed for because I wanted my dad and I had my mom. So I really didn't, I didn't really try to say like, oh, my more dear, my mom more it was just the fact that my mom was working. So it was like, mom is still here and she making sure I'm good, but I have no outlet. I have nobody to talk to. Mom's always at work. Grandma doing what she do, watching news, sleep. Like I have nobody. 
I told y'all last time, my cousins, we all stayed together, but then they moved to Savannah. So it was literally just me. My brother was 10 years older than me. So it was literally just me. Like, I raised me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not laughing because it's upsetting or, or funny or whatever. I'm just saying because that's what our kids now are somewhat going through. And that's why we have to change the narrative. We have to switch it up for them because we don't need more of us. We need that communication there so that they know that they can talk to us. And in them knowing that they can talk to us, they'll grow up learn they'll grow up knowing that I can always go to mama and they'll pass that down to their kids. And then their kids will pass that down to their kids and so on and so forth. It won't be the same broken generation. It'll be a restored, renewed generation. Communication is key and I cannot stress that enough. And then as you grow, perspective comes into play. So that's that. Sheesh. <laughs> oh man, it's just so beautiful to talk it out, to get it out there. Um, so yeah. <sighs> that just I'm I'm refreshed. I hope this I hope this helps. You know what I'm saying? I just pray that I'm doing my due diligence and helping where I need to. Huh. <sighs> Cause I, like I said, I was going to talk about not giving up. I mean, not, not giving up. Sorry. I was, oh yeah. Not giving up. Don't quit. My bad. That's what it was. I was going to talk about not quitting, but listen, I got turned a whole nother direction and listen, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I'm going to name this one for the children. <laughs> so for the children, don't quit. Ooh, for the children, don't quit. Don't do it. You got to keep going. You got to keep learning. You got to keep growing so that they can learn from you. They can come to you. They can grow with you. Ooh, you see how he spent that? That's my dude. I love guy. Big guy. Ooh. All right. One day. Go check out. Anywho. Um, yeah. So in saying all that, you can't quit though. You can't quit. You can't give up. And I know that's kind of hard, harder said than done. And it kind of it kind of uh, brings a, a battle between what I just said and what I'm saying now, because in you not quitting, you do still have to work. You still are. You are still tired. You do want to be uh, have time with your kids, but you can't because you're so tired from work. All I can say is, man, get you a journal, get you a get you a whiteboard and you got to make you a schedule, even if it's just 30 minutes. Let me tell you, I was having a conversation with. Who was it? I forgot. It was a mommy, though. I was having a conversation with her, and she was like, yeah, um, I don't know why they think you got to spend so much money on Christmas on toys for kids, because we can go to the dollar store, family dollar, dollar dream, get, get $100 worth of those toys for, for our kids for Christmas, and they will be the happiest kids in the world. And that is legit all you have to do. You don't have to keep, you don't have to go to Walmart, get the big cars and all this and that. Kids don't care about that. If we're being honest, especially kids seven and under, maybe six and under, they don't care about that as long as they got something under the tree. You hear me? And that's the same thing with this talking. If you get off work and you are dog tired, I understand. Put your kid in front of the TV while you go take a shower. Uh, I mean, well, get out your work clothes, take a shower, and then go in your room and wind down for a little bit. But set aside 30 minutes to talk to your kid, I bet you it'll do wonders. 
30 minutes. I bet you. And I know that's not a lot of time because they ain't been away from you all day at daycare. You were at work. Um, then you had to go grocery shop before you got home. And you might got to cook when you get home too. But take advantage of that. While you in the kitchen cooking, let your kids come in there and help you. And you say, hey, babe, how was your day? What you do today? What you learned today? Those little those little conversations and that quality time helping you cook, that can help save um, your child from becoming a a grown a, a grown a grown up in a kid's body. There we go. A kid in a grown up's body. Sorry, that can help save your child from that because they're spending time with you. That you're letting them help you. That's trust, and then you're talking to them. Those little things count most. I just told my homeboy, I said, friend, the little things are what make it so much better. Small things matter. And that's what people overlook because they're small. But in reality, those small things are literally the best. So that's that. 30 minutes or if you cooking or if you're in the grocery store. Now, don't let your kid run all over the store because like I told y'all last episode, people crazy. But whenever you go into the grocery store and you got your grocery list, you'll be like, all right, we need cereal. You can say, Timmy, go get the cereal that you want to eat. And you know what? They're gonna, Timmy is going to light up because he can go get them um, oops all berries that he been wanting. And you can say, uh, Rochelle, go get us some milk. And Rochelle going to go down that aisle. She going to grab that milk. She going to think she a big girl. And mommy, let me get the milk for us. It is these small things, babe. I'm telling you. And then when you get home, they help you cook. And then you put them in front of the TV or you give them a, a book or a game or something. And you're going to wash and you're going to wind down. I'm telling you, the small things start small. And as you as you continue to do that, I promise it's, it's going to help. It's going to help in the long run. The quality time, the talking, it's going to help your baby in the long run. They're going to feel like they can come to mommy. They're going to feel like they can come to daddy. They're going to feel like... Grandma, can I tell you what happened today? You know what I'm saying? That is just going to mean the world to them. Because those small things really, really, really matter. <sighs> Y'all, this this is this has been good. <laughs> I'm in awe, really. Like this was I'm I'm talking to y'all, but I'm talking to me too. Talking is therapy and this is wonderful. I have thoroughly enjoyed this session, this podcast, this episode. And I hope you do too. Um, I'm leaving you with that. I hope it. I hope it helps. Um, if you can apply these words to something else, do that because it, some stuff that I say can't. It doesn't always have to apply to what I'm talking about. You can apply it to something else if it fits. So, like I said, I hope I did my my due diligence. Um, I love y'all. I thank you so much for continuing to come back each week. Um, again, like I always say, merch coming, collabs are coming, all that is coming. This is just the beginning for us and we're going to grow together. We're going to rise together. We're going to make it. Okay. I love y'all. It's Kim, Rise Podcast, and I'm out.